0: Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. So let us launch straight into our study for today. And today I want to talk about, um, I don't know what I could call it, but maybe uh, let's call it where the greatest miracles are found, where the greatest miracles are found. And uh, I'm going to start by telling you a story of, uh, you know, something that happened in Poland. And this was, I think it was in 86 or 87 around that time, and I lived in Sweden and I used to go to Poland. Poland was next door to Sweden across the Baltic Sea, and uh, I used to go there several times a year and preach there two, three weeks at a time. And every summer I used to take a team with me from the Bible college where I was teaching the Bible school in Uppsala, Sweden, and and this time I had a group of 27 students with me. I remember that. So there's a very big church. It looks like a cathedral, but it's a huge church, a Roman Catholic Church in the town of Piwa. Uh, Piwa is in in the northern uh, and western part of Poland, uh, east of the city of Poznan. So we use Poznan as a base and travel to the into the cities and towns around and preached and uh, and we used to i used to go to piwa every year there was a priest there he was a good man and he really liked me and wanted me to come every year and preach so I used to do one service for him every year in the month of july so this time i went there and this uh, cathedral like building it was hacked out I mean he had thousands of people inside and uh, and there were I don't know how many, but there was a huge crowd standing outside who couldn't get in and there were people everywhere. In fact, uh, you know, the Catholic churches, they have this huge altar table. There were people, uh, there were three, four hundred people on the platform back of the past behind the altar table and I was standing in front of the altar table. And uh, there were people on the side and people in the vestry in the side rooms and people standing in the middle aisle on the aisles on the sides. I mean, there were people everywhere, thousands of people. And I had a space of about, uh, say, three, four meters by two meters. That was my space where I could stand and preach. And people were sitting on the steps on the floor, even all around me. So I began to preach. I began to preach about Jesus and uh, about the cross and the blood and uh, and 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 I and I felt the stirring of the Spirit of God. I felt that the that the Holy Spirit was beginning to move in that place. Anyway, I kept on preaching, I finished gave the altar call, and uh, then I began to pray a mass prayer over the sick. As I began to pray a mass prayer over the sick, uh, I mean this is so many years ago, twenty twenty. Uh, no 30, 34, 35 years ago. I don't remember all the details but I do remember this much that suddenly I heard people screaming and crying behind me and I immediately looked at my team who were sitting behind me back behind the altar there and 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 my team members were actually crying. Uh, some of the girls were screaming and they were pointing to something and, uh, and I, I looked at what they were pointing at and I saw the top of a little blonde head uh, walking, moving beh- right behind the altar table. The altar table was quite high and I saw the top of a head behind it moving so, so I walked around the altar table and I see this little girl about maybe nine years old uh, ten years old walking and I could see by the way she was walking that she had never walked before and I took a hold of her hand and I walked with her and the people were screaming, crying and and, 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 and I walked around the altar, I walked around the altar and stood in front as soon as the people saw the little girl everyone was screaming and at that moment I understood what that the Lord had done something astounding I didn't know what it was because nobody had told me I found this out later what I'm about to tell you, but I knew that the Lord had done something astounding. Uh, It was something uh, greater than I had ever seen before. That's how it felt. So I remember uh, and this is on a video. I actually went down on my knees and said into the microphone that uh, this is the ministry of Jesus. And this is not me. This is not my ministry. It's the ministry of Jesus Christ. And at that moment, I felt like I was I really believed I was going to die because I had seen the glory of the Lord was I remembered the scripture that said that no man can see God and live. So, so I, I thought I've seen the glory of God and I'm going to die. So I crawled under the altar table. There was, there was a tablecloth going all the way around it. So I crawled under the altar table and I began to cry and I said, Lord, you can take me home now. Now, what had happened, what I found out later is this, this little girl, her parents were members in the church. And they used to come to the church every day. The mother used to come to the church every day to pray. And she brought her daughter with her. So this girl was born uh, in a... She was totally paralyzed. And <coughs> this is what she looks like. First of all, her body was in a fetal position. That means her, 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 her elbows were drawn up to her chest. Her, her, her wrists were by her chin and every bone, you know, her fingers were crooked, her jaw was uh, skewed like this, and her eyes were crossed. She couldn't see, she couldn't hear, couldn't speak, her tongue was sticking out, and she was drooling all the time. Her knees were drawn up to her chin, and her heels were at her buttocks. So she was in a, in, in a fetal position like this, uh, completely, totally paralyzed, crippled. And the mother and the father used to carry the child and the mother used to come for prayer every day and uh, they were in the meeting. Now, uh, they were in the meeting and then what happened, this is what my team told me. They said, uh, this is what happened when you were praying. Suddenly the mother, uh, we don't know why, she took the little child, she was holding her in her lap and put her on the ground. And as soon as she put the child on the floor, suddenly they began to hear the sound of bones cracking. They saw her fingers straighten out, her hands straighten out, her arms straighten out, her jaw come straight, her tongue just came back into her mouth, her eyes straightened out, her legs straightened out, and then she, she sat up and she stood up and she began to walk. And while this was happening, the People were screaming and they were weeping because nobody had seen a thing like this. So I I knew somehow, I don't know how, that something like this had happened. So this was this this total, uh, it's probably the most amazing thing I had seen in my life. And it was beyond anybody's faith. I mean, uh, look, I even today, I don't have that kind of faith, you know. And I don't know if any of you listening has that kind of faith. It was beyond anything I could even imagine or ask for or have faith for. But anyway, this is what happened. This this child is now walking and and I go under the altar table and I'm crying. I'm weeping I'm shaking and I remember my youngest son Gabriel was not born as yet, but my my daughter, my son older son Emmanuel, well you know he 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 was small and my wife and my my wife Britta was home and my uh, daughter Victoria was there, they were all small. So I, uh, I I began to pray for Britta. I prayed for my wife. I prayed for Emmanuel. I prayed for Victoria and I said, Lord, please take care of them when I'm gone. And you know, I, I was really, I actually believed I was going to die because I had seen the glory of the Lord. When suddenly the Lord said, you have not seen anything as yet, go and stand before the people. So I remember I, I looked out from under the table And this is what I saw while I was watching. Now I'm not making this up. While I was watching, I saw parents bring six boys. They were all boys, six of them who were paralyzed. They brought them and put them uh, on that spot where I had been standing. And as soon as they touched the ground, all six of them stood up and began to walk. And I mean, nobody had prayed for them. Nobody had touched them. All six of them stood up and began to walk, and then I, after some time, I'm watching this. I stand up and I, my head is spinning. I've never been in an atmosphere like this. Never seen anything like this. And all you could feel in the air was Jesus. That's all I can say. It was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all there was, and. Uh, And the power of God was moving over the place. And then the people began to rush to the front. And my interpreter, uh, Zygmunt Witkowski and I, we were being crushed against the concrete uh, uh, altar. And so I took off my jacket. The Lord told me, take your jacket and throw it into the crowd. And I threw my jacket into the crowd and I said, Pass this jacket around because the anointing of God is in this jacket. Everybody who touches it will be healed. So I watched my jacket go around that hall. Thousands of people holding it to their chests and they were weeping. It was passed from hand to hand. And anyway, after that, we prayed for people and we went on until maybe 1:32 in the morning, very late. Then we came back to the hotel. So the next... Uh, The next uh, year I was back again in Piva. When I came, we always used to come to the Parsonage and we used to have some tea and sandwiches with the priest there and enjoy the hospitality. Then I used to go and preach. So I came with another team and while I was sitting with him, he said, Brother Christopher, I want to show you something and took me and he showed me a room. It was There were wheelchairs and crutches, and I mean, all kinds of things there. He said, you know, after you left last year, he says for 90 days, three months, every single day, there was a line of people outside my personage. People had wheelchairs and artificial limbs and leg braces, neck braces, back braces, glasses, hearing aids. I mean, you just name it, uh, anything that a person who's handicapped or impaired in any way would need to move around or to see or walk around. I mean, you know, everything, says every day. And after I filled this room full of stuff and after 90 days, it stopped. And, um, you know, the anointing that was there in that meeting was was uh, was extreme and I cannot explain it. But I want to, if you want to understand these things, uh, I want to show you these scriptures. These things don't just happen, but what had happened is that 1985, uh, I was caught up into heaven. I, I used to seek the Lord a lot and I, I still seek the Lord, but that was a very special time. And um, I had an encounter. I was caught up out of my body and I saw Jesus and Jesus touched my life. And uh, until that point, I had seen a lot of miracles in my, in my ministry, but the Lord said to me, don't seek miracles, but seek me. And I realized, because I had come to the place where I was thinking, now I have seen miracles. What more is there? And the Lord said to me, you have seen miracles, but you are not really close to me. You don't really know me. So I, so after that experience of heaven, I, I, I began to seek the Lord. I used to spend a lot of time uh, on the floor, laying on my face, uh, weeping, seeking the Lord, studying his word, praying in the spirit. That was a That was the time I began to see even greater things than I had seen before. It was like the Lord was saying, if you you have sought my hand, but now if you seek my face, you will see my hand. So if we seek the face of the Lord, we will see the hand of the Lord. But I want to read the scriptures to you. This is a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for the church. This is in Ephesians chapter 3 the end of the chapter i would like you to read read through this prayer and pray it for yourself because the apostle paul was praying for the church and this is what it says please listen to this for this cause i bow my knees unto the father of our lord jesus christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend what, with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now, what Paul is praying for the church is the following. He says, he prays for the whole, you know, he he bows before the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He's talking about us. We are the family of God on earth and the family in heaven are the saints who have gone before us. So we are one family, but we are in two places. We have the, God has a family on earth and then he has the family in heaven and we are actually the same family and what right now you and i are his family on earth and one day we will move on we will be part of the family in heaven so this is there is one family said there is the whole family in heaven on earth that means that god has a family he has children and there are those who are in heaven and those who are on earth and that he is praying for us that he would grant us, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that we may be strengthened uh, by his might, by his Holy Ghost in the inner man. So that according to the riches of his glory, God might strengthen us in our inner man with his Holy Spirit. Then it says that, and so that Christ may dwell in, in your hearts by faith and that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Now the love he's talking about is that the love that the Lord has for us. That is that's love he's talking about. He's saying that God may strengthen us by his might in the inner man so that Jesus Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. So that by faith, uh, we embrace the indwelling part of Christ, the indwelling of Christ in our hearts, that Jesus Christ lives in our heart by faith and that we are rooted and grounded in the love that God has for us. So that our, we, you know, this is very important because this is counter to, to condemnation. This is counter to uh, condemnation and unbelief and doubt and fear to be rooted and grounded in the love that God has for us, the love that Jesus has for us, that we may be rooted and fully grounded in the love that God has for us. And so that now when we are rooted and grounded in the love that God has for us, is that then we are able to comprehend and understand with all the saints the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of that love. So we understand that love in every dimension in breadth in length and height and depth so that we be so rooted and grounded in the love that God has for us that we understand and comprehend and understand uh, the love that God has for us in every dimension. Then it says in verse 19, and to know the love of Christ. But what it means here uh, in the Amplified Bible, it says to know the love of Christ experientially, that we know the love of Jesus by experience not just in theory but that this love of Jesus uh, that we will be rooted and grounded in that love that Jesus has for us and that we would fully we have a revelation of that love in every dimension and that we would know this love experientially by experience. It says which passeth knowledge that means in a manner that surpasses knowledge. Now, this is important. Knowledge of the Word of God is important. It is important. I went to, I went to two Bible schools just to acquire the knowledge of the Word of God. I read, I study the Word of God to have knowledge. And knowledge is good. I'm not knocking knowledge, I'm not saying we should have not have knowledge. But what he's saying that if our level of knowledge Is up here. Our level of knowledge shouldn't be, our level of knowledge of the Word shouldn't be down there. It should be up here as high as possible. You should really, really know the Word of God. But he says our level of the experience of the love of Christ should be at such a level that it even surpasses our high level of knowledge. Do you get that? What he's saying is not that we should just know love and not have knowledge. He said that we should have knowledge, but in having that high level of knowledge of the word of God, knowledge of God, our experience, our personal experience of the love that Jesus has for us should be at a level so that it surpasses even our high level of knowledge. See, he says that you might be filled with all the fullness of god so that when we know the love that jesus has for us to that level so that even it even surpasses our high level of knowledge of the word we will be filled with the fullness of god and that is in the amplified it says that we would be like a body filled with god himself just think of that god wants us to be so full of Jesus so full of his love and so much uh, with so much of experience of the love of Jesus that we should be bodies filled with God himself like Paul said he said I am I'm crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ liveth in me and this life that I now live in this body I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me that You know, and Smith Wigglesworth used to sing, he used to say, filled with God, yes, filled with God, pardoned and cleansed and filled with God. Then he also sang another song, which uh, he used to say this, he said "There's if there's more of me, there's less of God. There's some of me, there's some of God. If there is more of God, there's less of me. But if it is all of God, there's nothing of me. And that is the ultimate goal that we We know the love of Christ, we understand, we have a revelation of the love of Jesus in every dimension and such a way that uh, we know the love of Christ in an experiential manner more so that our experience of the love of Christ even surpasses our knowledge. And so that then we are filled with God himself. And when we are filled with God himself, this is what will happen. Listen to verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, think according to the power that is working us. Hallelujah. That means that that is when God will do miracles and wonders that are beyond our expectation Beyond what we ask or think or we can even pray or even imagine, not according to our faith, but according to his power that is in work in us. I want you to understand this because many times you remember when Jesus said to somebody, according to your faith be done unto you. And that's one level, you know, according to your faith be done be done unto you. And and that's great. But how much is my faith? I know where I am today. I mean, you know what? I'm not such a hot shot in faith. I mean, I, I am moving upwards. It's getting better and better, but I'm not a giant of faith. So what do I do? Is that I want to fill myself with Jesus. I want to be with him in his word so that I not only acquire knowledge of his word and knowledge of Christ through his word, but I also have, I'm strengthened with with the Holy Spirit, with might in my inner man, so that Christ may dwell in my heart by faith, so that Jesus living, walking in me and through me, carrying me, so that I'm emptied of myself and filled with God, and that I get this, Understanding of the love of Jesus that surpasses understand uh, um, uh, surpasses uh, all everything I know. Uh, It surpasses my knowledge. I get this deep, you know. I get understand experientially the love of God, so that I may be a body filled with God Himself. Because then, when I'm filled with God, when I'm filled with Jesus, when Jesus has total supremacy in my life, it says. He will do exceedingly, abundantly above that which I can even imagine or think or ask Him, not according to my faith, but beyond my faith and according to the power that is at work in me. And unto Him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. So, beloved, God is at work in your life and in my life. God is at work in our lives and he has not stopped. So let us surrender and yield ourselves to him. Surrender and yield ourselves to him in the area of the study of his word and in our devotion, in our love for him, and ask God to strengthen us. That is what the Apostle Paul is praying for us, to strengthen us in the inner man by might, by his Holy Spirit, so that we may fully experience the love of Christ, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, so that we may be rooted and grounded in that love that Jesus has for us, and that we may fully comprehend in every dimension the depth of that love, and so that we may be filled with God, that we may be a body filled with God himself, so that wherever we go, it is Jesus who is going. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. And that is the place where the greatest miracles are, because that is the place where God does things that are far greater in in, far more marvelous and spectacular than I can even think or imagine. And that's what happened in that church in Piwa. And I've seen that uh, several times, you know, preaching in different countries. I, I've seen God do things like this that are way, way beyond my expectation. And I have, whenever that has happened, you know, I've just gotten on the knees and I, on my knees and wept and thank God, thank you, Jesus, that I, could be at the place at the time when you moved. So this is not my ministry, but it is your ministry and I'm so blessed that I can be in the same place at the same time as you are watching your marvelous works and beloved Those are the greatest miracles of all. May the Lord bless you and use you. Let us pray together. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters watching them. I ask you to bless their homes, bless their families. Lord, you said you'd bless our food and our water and turn sickness away from us. Father, bless these families, bless them with long life and good health. Father, most of all, I ask you to grant unto them a powerful healing anointing that they may go forth and do the mighty works of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we are the redeemed. We are born again. And Lord, you're calling us to a deeper walk with you. Thank you, Father, for the work you're doing in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. It has been great to teach you this subject. I think we've done 36, 37 lessons. And We have everything up on YouTube. If you go to my channel, it's called Dynamis World Ministries, D-Y-N-A-M-I-S World Ministries, Dynamis World Ministries, and that is our channel. We have all these lessons, and, and tomorrow I'll start teaching on the Holy Spirit. So God bless you, I love you, and God bless your family.